Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Grease the Bear Blues. I am the one B Shark. Yeah, and handling the perimeter duties today, this your guy Trev, the corner man, spreading out to the wings a little bit, trying to diversify my game. What's good, everybody? Man, you can't diversify your game, Trevor, if you don't tell the story about how we used to play four on five basketball and it'd just be four of us against five people. And we got it again today. It's your boy Sheedy stretching out four, three, two, and one down to two. Yes, sir. Your man, the big man, Tav Shakir, holding it down with the fellas. Let's get it. The little big man. The little big man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm big man. I got my money head, but I mean, <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get that. Y'all don't get it. Y'all, y'all don't get it. All right, man. So, let's get into the offseason. The name of this episode is the next step. So, next step is offseason. And here we go. First up, we're going to start with none other than Mr. $13 million team option, man. Justice. Too many Urkas on your team. That's why you win slow. What's up with the hip hop references today, man? <laughs> Hey, hip hop, happy hip hop has been a huge part of all of our lives, my brother. So, yep, let's, let's keep them, keep them, keep them flying. And Chris, shout out to Money Bag Yo, Ricky of the Year. Oh yeah, you yeah. late, but still, huh? right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're late, cool. And Jay Cole, of course, John Moran, John Moran, my Grizzly. So, hey, we out here, but Justice Winslow. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little indifferent about this. Um, Just based on what he's given you as far as productivity with this season, you instantly will just look at it and say instantly decline. You know, you can use that money elsewhere. However, you want to know how justice will look like with a full offseason as far as recovery is concerned. Now, I get it. He's been sideline for practically since he's been playing but a full offseason to really get himself back in the playing shape and things that nature kind of leaves a little bit of optimism and i think it is maybe an option for the grizzlies to maybe pick it up and sign him for less uh because climbing has come out in the uh exit post conference and has said that justice winslow is going to be a part of the Grizz future um so you would think the Grizzlies are probably going to look to maybe pick up the option, but maybe sign Justice to something a little less, if that's possible. I'm not sure. I've read some articles that that could be a possibility there. Uh, but if it's just the Grizzlies picking it up and giving them 13 mil, I would definitely decline it. I, I think that 13 mil could be used elsewhere. But if you want to keep Justice Winslow, I say pick it up and probably try to sign him to something a little less to give the team some kind of flexibility for a free agency. Just a little. Yeah. Um, and with Justice Winslow um, being someone that followed him since his days at Duke and being a Miami Heat fan, um, Justice has yet to, in my opinion, hit whatever his potential may be. Um, and so when you're talking about a team option for $13 million, I think about those that have been signed recently uh, with the Grizzlies. Um, first up being DeAnthony Melton, um, who signed recently with us last season or in the offseason for a little less than $10 million a season. 
um, and we saw some decent productivity from him. Um, and I think of the one person to me that we need to find more money for immediately uh, before the world gets to know about him more is, is Dylan Brooks. Um, we signed Dylan Brooks for a, a cheap deal, if you ask me, um, for what he's been producing here for us. Let's not just look at these last couple of games. Let's just be very honest, look at the entire year um, and what Dylan has done for us. Um, and with that, thank you, uh, Sharky, for pulling this up as well. Um, I think we all can say that Dylan not only just earned his about $13 million, but exceeded that $13 million, uh, with his play, just alone with the, the Spurs and the Warriors, right, just to get us into the playoffs. Um, and so when you, you have those two players in our system already, and then you're talking about Justice Winslow for a $13 million, I, I don't see it. I don't see where or why we would give him $13 million. Um, to your point, Trevor, if there is a way to sign Justice Winslow for a cheaper deal, like a proven deal, so to speak, um, we'll love to see it. But I don't, Justice Winslow has been so consistently not playing a full year. Um, I can't see anything over a, a 10 to $12 million per season. Um, but I really, I, let me retract that. I don't see anything over $10 million. He's not going to give you anything too much offensively. Um, defensively, he's supposed to be a defensive stopper, um, but with all the injuries, he's kind of hurt himself with that. Um, and we have a defensive stopper, um, or a few, so that are, I believe play better perimeter defense than Justice Winslow. So I, I'm not all in for the option unless it's less than um, $10 million a season. And I'm sorry, Justice, you're going to have to prove that to me. Um, great points by everybody. Uh, I just keep it short. And of course, you know, Captain Obvious here, but it's really on literally the front office. And uh, I think at this point, a lot of us, 90% of us actually believe in our, uh, in our front office for the first time in a long time. Um, I think if the front office, you know, climate saying that, you know, um, justice is going to be a part of our line going forward. We didn't hear that from, from uh, Jackson last year, from Josh Jackson. Uh, last year, you know, and he was just immediately let go. So if we got climate saying that, hey, this kid is somebody that he will believe in, the Grizz front office hadn't given me a reason, you know, not to believe in him outside of, you know, may or may not holding Jaron Jackson for longer than what they should have, but that's neither here and there for this talk. Um, but I think if the Justin Winslow, you know, with that $13 million contract, I think, honestly, the Grizz will probably end up paying it. And what they're going to do is if the season, if they don't plan out for the rest of the season, then that's, you know, $13 million that you can get off in the trade deadline. And I think that, you know, when you're looking for, you know, a star or something like that, a contract like that will, will come in handy, especially if you're trying to, you know, trade them, something like that. So I think that if we would pay the $13 million, I think, honestly, we probably end up will paying it, especially with climate coming out and saying that he wants Justice to be, you know, a part of our future because he's very versatile. He is one of the more versatile players. You know, he can be like a Jay Crowder type vibe, you know, provider because Jay Crowder is doing his thing with the Suns. But my guy got to start hitting shots. You know, that's what the offseason's for. So, you know, I, I honestly can't see the Grizz paying this, but if he doesn't play well at the beginning part of the season, I think that he will be a good trade option because teams like to get, you know, players on this big contract for a year left so they can either buy him out or, you know, have him go elsewhere over the summer, get that money back. And, you know, it's a win-win for them in a way. So I do think that Justice has put himself into this kind of uh, situation. Great points. Great points. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'd be real quick. Um, I'm kind of I'm more stuck than I thought I would be, mainly because I think it's 
I kind of disagree with Trevor's point on signing on to a smaller deal. And the only reason why is because the $13 million is in his power contract. The only way they sign to a smaller deal is if they're extending him. I don't want him extended past one year. Um, or if they, if they let him go and decline the option, I'm much rather see what else is out there before we sign him for less. If that makes, if that makes sense. Um, but the other part about that is who is who is out there? I know I've heard like DeMar DeRozan. Do we really believe DeMar DeRozan is coming to Memphis? Also, I can't say this about Justice. He played. I, I know his defense is there. DeMar DeRozan has never been defended, and DeMar DeRozan can't shoot. Yeah, he can score. He would help us. But it's kind of like, ah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's kind of a little. But I knew I can't say DeMar DeRozan stays healthy. Um, but I think it's just, it's kind of mixed. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be opposed either way. If they keep it on stance and inspiring deal. Teams love it, expiring contracts. It can work in a trade opportunity. And if he does come out this full offseason healthy and reach somewhat of his potential, how he played his last year in Miami when he was hitting a decent percentage from three, which I got right here at 37%, 38%, and 37%. Two games, two years, he played six days, six, 66 games. So, it's a potential there. Uh, my whole big, biggest problem with him is health. Uh, being on the court, availability matters a lot. And you see the games they got it up here. Seven, eight games, rookie year, that was the most he played. 18, sophomore year. 68, 66, which is pretty decent. Uh, normal wear and tear in the season. 11 games uh, last season, then 26 games this season. So, I'm kind of, it's kind of torn. I, I'm not opposed to the way. Because I don't know what's really out there that you can just say, hey, we want this player. I would love a veteran player, but hey, I'm, I'm not opposed either way. Yeah, I mean, of course, if you take a look at Justin Winslow, it is very, it's very alarming that half his career he hasn't played more than 20 games. Well, I mean, not more than 20, more than 30 for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I think where the question comes in is if you're Memphis, do you really want to guarantee – Thirteen million dollars to a guy. Well, let's be honest. Who's injury prone? Let's let's just. I, I really hate to use the tag, but let's just be call it what it is. Like Justice Winslow is injury prone. So, if you're Memphis, do you really want to make that commitment to a guy that hasn't been able to give you? Let's just be honest. He hasn't given you over thirty games the past two seasons as he's been in the league. So. That's that's a question there. I, I look at this and I think about because I'll use Oklahoma City as a, as a uh, example too. Is this is what exactly what happened with Andre Robertson? Um, when Andre Robertson, similar to Justice Winslow, not that great offensively, great. I mean, not that great offensively, great defensively, and is a great athlete or whatever, but. Um, just couldn't stay in the lineup, but then when he got came to his contract year, Oklahoma City extended him for ten and a half mil, and he hasn't been on the court since. And now he's pretty much out of the league. So this could be very well be the fate of Justice Winslow. I've, of course, that's an expiring deal. I don't think teams would probably touch Justice Winslow if that's the case. I think we're looking at a similar situation with Gory, to where if things are not working out. They may just reach an agreement with Justice and just buy them out for maybe half, maybe seven mil or whatever's left on their contract if they pick it up. But in the end, 
I'm okay either way, but this is up to justice in my opinion. Like I need to see you on the court for at least 50 games, at least. If the Grizzlies are going to pick up your uh your player your team the team option. I need you on the court for at least 50 games. That's all we're really asking for. Yeah, and um, before we move on, like for me, if he is picked up, this is a trade worthy, I think, um, because I don't, I'm not sure if this is going to mesh yet for the Grizzlies, if he'll mesh yet for the Grizzlies. And I think if we're going to pick him up, I would like to see him more as a trade option um, as opposed to him fitting into what we have um, so far. Um, and even, I mean, I'm not asking you to pull those back up, Sharky, but even look at that, um, out of six years, six years he's played technically in three different positions. Um, they had a power forward, small forward, and shooting guard. So this is somebody that's still even trying to find themselves in the league, like what is going to work for me? Um, and, of course, injury prone and things like that. So to me, if we're, if it's a pickup, then I would hope that it's a trade. That's uh, a point about DeMar DeRozan. I don't – we're not at a point yet where a – where a pseudo star, um, I think, would want to come immediately towards a down slope of their career uh, as DeMar DeRozan uh, for less than he just got paid $28 million. Um, and I know we're not going to open up the Brinks truck for DeMar DeRozan, um, and nor should we. Um, but we'll move on. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Great ones. Like I say, sign him back. It helps in a bigger deal. So if you trade for, like, a bigger contract, his $13 million comes in comes into play to matching salaries in that case. Um, but like I said, I think we all, and hopefully most of the fan base, I doubt that most of the fan base has levels like us, but <laughs> we got to the point where we could say they bring him back, I can see why. Uh, now during, the, during the season, he came back mid-season. That's hard. I mean, you've been out a year, you come back in, you haven't played in a year, then you're trying to mess with a team that's already clicking. Man, it's just hard. They were trying to find a position for him. So I'm not opposed either way. But let's go to from one injury prone player to another injury prone from player, whether you want to believe it or not. Triple J has missed. He missed the, the last half of his rookie year, which I still kind of think they just kind of resting him. They just didn't bring him back because they won't make the playoffs or anything. Um, but then second year, people forget he was out the month before COVID hit. He was about to come back uh, that week when Kobe did hit, but he was out about a month or three weeks or so. Come back after Kobe, played three games in the bubble, and he got hurt again. Then that transpired to him as the majority of this season. So right now, of course, we're not in the option of getting rid of January or not unless we trade him. Skyline ain't here. So <laughs> we're going to talk about completely about signing and extension this offseason or making him play out this year into restricted free agency, which we can match any deal that he gets. What are y'all thoughts on either extending Jaren this offseason or making him play out? I think it's tough to call right now whether or not you want to extend Jaren. Uh, so I believe it'll be best for the Grizzlies just to kind of play it out and see where you guys are around the trade deadline, uh, just to be honest. And if things are not looking on the up and up, you can maybe see what you can get for them. And if nothing is out there that's just great, that's going to help improve the team, then you just allow it to play out and just see how it goes in uh, restricted free agency. I really don't want to come to a point to where it comes to restricted free agency because teams will 
teams will, and it's just for the sake of it, they will throw the bag at Jaron Jackson Jr. just to see if you would match it. Like, they may not even have intentions of actually signing Jaron. They'll throw a ridiculous number out there just to see, okay, if this guy is really part of Memphis's future, will they match it? Like, will they actually give him this amount? So, Skyler's not here. I'm kind of with him just a little bit on this. I would definitely play it out just to see where things are. If things on the up and up by the trade deadline, then of course you just let let it play out, and then you look to match any deal that's coming his way in free agency. But if things are not looking on the up and up by the trade deadline, then you may have to explore seeing what you can get for him and try to patch that up and uh, and not risk losing him in free agency over some ridiculous number that you probably can't match. So. You're right. Y'all right, man. Skyler is not here today, so I will step up on his behalf. Um, and let's talk about 41, 10, and 7. I, I know those are not the Jaron Jackson numbers that we ever will see or have seen. 41, 10, and 7, um, because Sharky put his head down, he knew what I was talking about. 41, 10, and 7 is James Harden in one loss to the Celtics. That was his stat line. 41 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. That was their, that was one loss to the Celtics. And three straight losses to the Bucks. Tyler Hero gave you two less assists, two more rebounds, and a lot less points. The Miami Heat decided to not trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. Currently, the Miami Heat are doing the same thing we're doing right now, and that's sitting their asses at home. Because the Miami Heat decided potential was better than success already proven. I'm saying that to say this. Triple J, injury prone, came back. I hear that. I know that. I whatever. We all watched the bubble last season. Tyler Hero had a okay bubble. I mean, it was definitely better than any rookie um, at the time. Um, so he had a great rookie bubble, so to speak. But to not pull the trigger on James Harden, you guys are going to get offers, and there will be offers for the Grizzlies for Triple J. And if you decide not to trade Triple J for, I don't know. I'll just throw James Harden again. For a James Harden-ish player, you'll be in the same position that the Miami were in. And I'll be all the way honest. And I think we have enough trade values or trade assets to make a a decent or good trade to really put us over the hump uh, for the Grizzlies. But Triple J might have to go. Triple J was not the reason why the Memphis Grizzlies made it into the playoffs. He, He was not. He was not a significant factor. If you take Dylan Brooks off this team, they're probably not be in the playoffs. If you take JV off the team, if you take Job off the team, these we may not be in the playoffs. But Triple J legitimately was not there for 70% of the season. And when he came and showed up, he was about 70% of himself. So he was not the make or miss for us to make it into the playoffs. So if this is a team that we're going to continue to grow, and to me, continuing to grow means we need to at least make it out the first round. Triple J has not shown that to me over these past two seasons. So to me, 
you do put on the offer sheet. We see what you can get for Triple J. You might even wrap them up with Justice Winslow and maybe somebody else because you have to understand, again, the market for Memphis Grizzlies is not that someone is going to come willingly that is a, I don't know, a, a superstar talent right now. But you can trade and get that type of player to be in Memphis. Um, so to me, I, I'm cool on Justice Winslow. I mean, uh, I'm cool on Justice Winslow, clearly, and I'm cool on Triple J. And if we can trade for something better for, you know, over $20 million a season, I'm all in. I'm looking at you, Boston. I, I, I know you want to break up Jalen Brown and, and Jason. I, I would gladly welcome either one of them here in the city. Stay woke. Yeah, man, that's 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 the trade scenario we had going in our group, me right. Like when we talk about Jaron Jackson, like I think I've been one of the main people that's been of support and advocate for for Jaron. And surprisingly, I got a chance to meet him the other day, so I guess the vibes are real. But right. that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But now nah, this is just a, a tricky situation, you know what I'm saying? Um, for for the Heat reference, Sheedy, I, I get how y'all Heat fans are kind of not feeling the the Tyler Hero situation, and I get it. You don't trade you know, potential for, for what is, I get it. But at the same time, the Heat just all around, just like the Heat and the Lakers, they're both not in the playoffs anymore. And I think that's because of the NBA's, you know, hey, let's get back into it so quickly. So I think with a with a player like as young as Hero, I'm still of an advocate like, yeah, you keep Tyler Hero because I do think that his potential and the future could be hella bright with him in the Heat. Let's give him another year. I said the same thing about Paul George last year when y'all all wanted him to be gone. Look at him now. So that's neat. Like I said, it's here or there. But when we're talking about Jaron Jackson, I think that you do have a cornerstone player with him. He is, I don't want to say a franchise, but when you look and see when he does play with the fellas, like when he's hitting his shot, the, 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 everybody feeds off their energy, right? He can be a, definitely a better rebounder, of course. But for, for somebody like Jaron's intangibles, especially at 21 years old, you know, we're paying them what nine mil next season. I, I think that this is one of those things that you really literally have to wait until the last second to to understand if you're gonna pay them or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? It'll be, you know, it'll be good just to see where, you know, manager-wise, you know, money-wise, what 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 kind of figures he's talking. Because I really feel like Jaron, somebody would throw a triple bag, you know, triple J, a triple bag, had no pun intended. But if he's getting nine million now, I honestly feel like, you know, with his potential, somebody can pay him double, maybe even triple, you know, 20 mil, 23 mil a season. I think that's something that the Grizz are going to have to look at, especially if they're going to, you know, put him on a, a restricted free agency. So I think that if it's possible to go ahead and get him for like around 15, 16 mil a season, you pull a plug on it easily. But if he's talking 20 mil, which, I do believe he could be worked, especially in another market to a team who may overpay for him. I think these are all things that the front age, front office have to look at, but I'm still on the Jan Jackson bandwagon. I'm still buying stock and I, I can't wait to see how this situation plays out. But I do think that Jaron is going to be a cornerstone unless like we all said, one of those pieces in Boston become available. And then you, you gotta, I think they need to be on the phone with Boston. Like right now, hell yeah, Boston ain't in the playoffs anyway. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, ain't no tampering going on. Ain't nobody looking. So let's try to see what you can get for at least Jalen Brown because he'd be a perfect fit for for this Grizz team. But if not, like we, I think Jaron is a cornerstone of this this team. So four for four years, sixty mil extension. That's what you're looking like. Is that that reasonable? That that'll be perfect. That'll and be that's perfect. 15, and that's 15 years, perfect. Like you said. 15, mm-hmm. 
after those four years, we know what we got with Jaren. You know what I'm saying? Let's not put ourselves into a overpaying, you know, Pim Parsons, you know, again, just because he, he's a nice name. Like we've seen what Jaren can do with this team, you know, when he's healthy. It's just availability is, is, is the key. And I think another year, you know, in the offseason, like we've seen the progressions in a lot of Grizz players, you know, with Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks um, becoming a fan favorite. Like I, I think this this offcoming season, will be the, the make and tell for Jaron Jackson. All right. So that four years sixty mil, if that's what they gonna offer, he probably I'm just going realistically on how how like extensions are. And for a player of his caliber, although like the injuries galore and everything, he'll probably command more. Uh, I hope it's not I just hope they don't pay the, uh, the guy, Memphis X underscore NBA. What he tweeted out at five years, 125? No. Who? No. No. I don't no. think that's $25 million a season. 20. <laughs> five years, 125. I do the math for you. That's $25 million a season. Yeah, and, and it's a team that we always That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See, I would do I pay Jada. I look to pay Jada that much, but Jaron. I do like. Uh, I heard. I think I saw somebody put four year eighty. I think I could. I think I could do that. I could say I could do four for eighty. I that's tradable. Yeah, yeah, you could trade that contract as well if it doesn't exactly. work out. Exactly. Four for and eighty. Still, yep. And yeah, four for eighty is not bad for Jaron. Mm-hmm. Well, if he has that contract along with Justice Winslow, you go trade him for Harrison. I mean, not for Harrison Barnes, but you get your buddy Buddy Hill out there from the Kings. Uh, as much <laughs> as I would welcome that, as much as I would welcome that, because folks know that I do mess with Buddy. Um, man, that's a lot for Buddy. I ain't gonna lie to you, but but I just need him to come in. Hey, if we get him, I just need him to come in and just score the basketball. You don't even have to. You don't even have to start. Just just come in, look to shoot. You got the green light. Do you. Just do more than the old depot did for the Miami Heat. That's all I ask for. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but, and real quick to Toots' point, I think this could work out for Jaron. I think Jaron needs to realize, and I think he eventually will, that he needs to realize he can impact the game in other ways. And I think he started to see that just a little bit in the Utah series, um, especially when we played him at the five, which I was like, you know, kind of excited about. Once he realizes that he can impact the other impact the game in other ways, besides just being able to shoot and score. And then realizing when you have mismatches, like I was shouting at the screen. I know, He's just getting back. But there is no way that Bogdan Maganovic should be able to guard you. There is absolutely no way. So that's my two things for Jaron going into this offseason is realizing you can impact the game in other ways, <clears throat> rebounding. And second, knowing when you have a mismatch and looking to exploit that mismatch in, in all phases. So, but. Yep. Yeah. So they agree. Um, my company, I guess, I'm kind of like the justice thing. I'm kind of torn. Uh, either or would be fine. I'm up to mind that, one, let me go back to the Miami Heat thing. This is a different situation for Miami. And the reason I say that is because Jimmy Butler is 31. John Moran is 20. John Moran's our best player. He's 21. That's a huge difference. Miami should have pulled a trick on James, James Harden. 
Jim Butler ain't got ain't got that much time though. <laughs> uh, and Tyler Hero, I'll, I'll guarantee you, Tyler Hero won't, won't be as good as James Harden was or is. He won't be that good in the future. That's just that's just the facts on it. He will be a solid NBA player, maybe even an All Star at some point. I'm not sure even on that end, but he'll never be a James Harden caliber player. So in that situation. Due to age, Jimmy Butler, your best player, they should. That's the trick they should have pulled. They may set themselves back because you allow James Harden to go to Brooklyn. You're not beating Brooklyn now for three years. That's it. Jimmy Butler went to James Harden ain't playing no way. Well, he wouldn't be on Brooklyn right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. You have a shot at Brooklyn if he's not on him. <laughs> Man, whatever. <laughs> And you don't know if he get, you know, injuries happen. You don't know if he get hurt with Miami, like we told Debo did. But hey, <laughs> um, but like that's a different situation. So I don't think the Grizzlies are in that position where it's like, nah, we definitely got to get rid of Triple J. He's twenty one as well. He's definitely younger than Josh by like two months. But I can say this: before we was of the mindset that Triple J was, it was giant Triple J that were untouchable in a trade for like a Bradley Beal or Jason Tatum, Jaden Brown, we was thinking adding one of those players to John Triple J. Now I'm of the mind that Triple J can go for one of those type of players. That's where the opinion is weighted, where it's like, oh, we want to bring one of them in to be John 1, that person 1A, 1B, 2, and Triple J 3. Now I'm kind of feeling like, okay, if it takes Triple J to get one of those players, then we have to consider that. Also, um, with the extension piece, yeah, that 125, man, they do that now. I'd be mad. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna say I'd be mad because he still can show his potential, but I need to see that first, and I haven't seen that yet. So, yeah. I can't pay you 125 mil for five years, and I because I don't know if that contract is actually tradable. It's but, not, <laughs> right? <laughs> if it doesn't work out, you uh, pretty much lock, locked in until it becomes tradable. and who knows how long that may be, especially if it doesn't pan out. But um, so like I said, so it's kind of tricky. Uh, like I said, you play him, let him play through it. Somebody just you know, open up a big bag of money is restricted free agency. You might end up having to match a one hundred twenty-five million dollar off anyway. But in that situation, I can't say if he plays another year, this will be his fourth year. If he shows something this year, then you don't mind matching anything anybody throws him. Kind of like Brandon and Brandon. And of course, they also the Grizzlies still could sign because Rudy Gay, this happened with Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is about to fly two Minnesota. And the Grizzlies, he was a restricted free agent. And Minnesota's about to throw him a big off sheet. Grizzlies were going to have to match. And the Grizzlies ended up, in my opinion, overpaid for Rudy Gay at this time. But they went ahead, they didn't even let him go to Minnesota. They said, no, nah, we've we about to come up with a deal right now. So they still kept with Triple J as well. We could still sign him next offseason before he signs the off sheet with someone else as well. So I would much rather let them play it out unless they sound to like a four-year, $80 million, $90 million type of deal where it's pretty tradable if it doesn't work out where another team, he's still young enough where another team would say, hey, I see a 23-year-old potential. You know, later on down the line, he's 21 now. I still see the potential in Triple J. It's not working out in Memphis. He might work out here a la Julius Randle in New York. I like the fact that, that Triple J is going through this young um, this whole situation, you know, because if you look at it, his his life is, I mean, no pun intended, but the ball is literally in his hand right now. 
Like, what are you going to do in the off season to secure the bag for you and your family for the later generation? Because if you do, if you don't do what you're supposed to, like, he, I think he's still going to get a bag. You know, he, he he's not going to get nowhere under, you know, 14 mil a season from anywhere. And I think that's still pretty good. But you got the potential to to double that. You know what I'm saying? So what are you going to do to to prove your work, to, to make your value go up, to do the things outside like y'all, you know, hit the hammer on the head with outside of scoring the basketball? What are you going to do to help your team win and a better, you know, make yourself a better player? Like, like I said, Kyle Anderson, like he easily was the most improved player out of anybody that I saw last season outside of Julius Randle. Um, Dylan Brooks, like he took that villain role and he took better shots this season. Again, going forward, you know, he, he's a much better playmaker. You know, defense, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon that he should at least get the second look defense. But that's because of that summer that the players had to mentally, you know, prepare themselves to better themselves. And we saw that, like, Trev, you got, you know, 25 under 25. I no way in hell would have would have said Dylan Brooks would have been scoring 25 points in the playoffs. Never. Never in a million years. So I think, like, and going forward, I think Dylan's going to be a much better player coming into next season, as well as Ja. Jaron, the ball is literally in your hand. Do what you got to do to secure the bag. All right, man. Good, good, good topic. Sad guy's going to be here because he's the one who's been banging on the table. I was secretly shot. Yeah. <laughs> Triple J. <laughs> We're gonna hear this episode. Hey, he, like, I mean, he got a point, though. He has a point. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to risk losing him for nothing, but then you don't want to keep him too long. So, it, it's the silver lining in all of this. Is two mission is he's just twenty one. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, he takes a big stride next season. Let's we can all we can yeah. only. You don't have to. You you next there and got to rest this process. Like I said, it's different from Miami. I I start players twenty one. Honestly, to play devil's advocate on your point, Trevor, is like we 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 seen how the Grizz play without him too. So even if we were to lose him, it's like, eh, you know, we we've seen how we are. We made the playoffs without him, and like I said, I'm I'm in a belief like, of course, we're a better team with him, but we know what we are without him. Without like, you know, let's say Anthony Davis when he was you know going through his stuff with with the Pelicans, he was a whole team. <laughs> so of course you don't want to lose nothing for him. Uh, he, he, he had pieces there. He had pieces there. Well, let's let's agree to disagree on that one. Let, let's agree to disagree on that. Let one. me see. He had a M prime to Marcus Cousins before the injuries started to hit because he had the torn Achilles. He hasn't, he hasn't been the same since injuries. Happened. Yeah, he don't, he don't play with like twenty guys with because of torn injuries. So. Yeah, exactly. And they was I mean, in the in the Western Conference. In the Western Conference, if you're trying to make the playoffs with an older Rondo and an Ed DeMarcus Cousins, you're not gonna make the playoffs. Don't forget Drew Holiday now. And Drew like, Holiday, thank you. Drew Holiday was there. So he had to his for one year too. Before, we, of course, before he became what he became. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I they. New Orleans just took Randall just to just to take him. They ain't know what to do with him. So that's mm-hmm. right. But but I mean, but y'all get my point though. Y'all get y'all get my yeah. point. It's, it's two different situations, but we know what we can do without Jaren. So I mean, if we even if we lose him, that's you know a bag we can have for another yeah. player. But, and that yeah. depends on that person because I'm pretty sure we're expecting a big year from Brandon Clark as well. So yeah, that remains to be seen. Sheep, you got one last thing before we move on? Uh, yeah, I just was looking at and thinking about what you're saying uh, to the point where, like, Jimmy's 31. Ja legitimately is our untouchable player at 21. Um, and 
by next season, we need to sign him for one of those like De'Aaron Fox type extensions to be honest, those four year, $160 million deals. Um, because to your point, actually, Charlie, you want to keep Ja, like, because Ja can actually walk away from all this um, after another season uh, and be done with us. Unfortunately, if we don't, you know, cultivate talent around him, put people in places for him, I don't think he would leave. I would hope not. I feel like he's really tied into Memphis more than other players have been with their, you know, original season they get drafted to. Um, how right. Go ahead. I'll say, well, really, because of, you know, like Ricky's because of restricted free agency, we really got a job for another five years, unless he demands a trade. Yeah. And, yeah, he's not doing it. Yeah, I, I would hope that, and I think I might say this on LBR, um, I, I would love for us to, to treat the situation of John Morant it's a little similar to how the Hawks did with Trey Young. Like, I really felt like the Hawks have done right by Trey Young. Um, where I think, like, the Mavericks tried to do okay by Luka. Um, but that, that's a different tale for a different story uh, for right now. But I just want the Grizzlies to do right by Ja so that he's not to that point that you're talking about with Jim Butler being 31, 32 without even experiencing the finals, let alone winning the finals, because Ja has that type of transcending talent to do so. And let's put some talent around him um, to get there. So that, that's my my spiel about that. Sure, for sure. Um, so one last topic, um, I was just thinking. So we talked about like Justice Country come off the books next year. Triple J possibly entering restricted free agency. We got a couple other inspiring deals coming out next year that could be trade potential or extension potential for these players, depending on what y'all thoughts are. So Giannis, uh, JV, he's on the last year of his deal coming up. I want to say Kyle Anderson's on the last year of his deal, and Tyus Jones is on the last year of his deal, and Grayson Allen. So of those players, which one do you think are more likely to either A, be extended or traded? I guess with each player, go to each player and say, out of JV, Kyle Anderson, Tyus, Grayson, trade, extended, or just let go of free agency. Well, you know we're going to trade JV because he's not worth anything. So. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just a big guy uh, in the pink that's not able to do too much for us. So, I mean, you instantly got to trade him, right? <laughs> and Grayson. Hey. <laughs> yeah, and Grayson. Oh, for, for those I'm joking about Jonas, I'm probably the biggest fan of Jonas, so don't kill me in the in the comments or nothing like that. So, I mean, to answer the question, of course, we we, we got to resign Jonas. Like, whenever our offense slow down, like the big guy get us a bucket, like average the double double, doing the things that you know that we hope Marcus saw would 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 have done, and he is doing the things that Marcus saw is, is doing. So, of course, you know, easy stay for me with, with JV. Yeah, I think you you find a way to to extend JV unless you can get another big in the trade market that's just like going to be lights out. And I don't see that right now. I think the only big that's really looking to possibly be moved is Miles Turner. And I would even I don't think I'd part with Yondas for for Miles Turner like that. I, I honestly, if I wanted Miles Turner, I could get Miles Turner for a lot less than than flipping Yonis. So. Yeah, for Jonas, I would definitely look to extend him. He, he's going to be part of this future. So, yeah, with with Jonas, since he's been traded, 
Um, I'm not even just going to throw out numbers. Let's just look at chemistry. The chemistry that JV has with Ja is incredible. Um, and how they work hand in hand on and off the court. Um, and when you have a guard and big working themselves together, um, it translates on the court as well. Um, so JV, keep, um, I also think because we talked about this on the last podcast, just inconsistencies on the guard position, especially the two position. Um, I think Grayson Allen fills in at times and sometimes falls out. Um, and so I will actually actually keep him and I will also keep slow-mo. Um, slow-mo stats, again, are not going to like, boom, come out, but he makes timely, timely um, makes. He has timely steals, timely defensive stops for us that you cannot put on paper like, oh, at this moment is when Kyle Anderson may change the game. But Kyle Anderson is not worth, a, you know, $15 million, but I can see him at $12 million, um, which leaves me to tell you that Tyus can go. Um, Tyus Jones, um, him and that floater can float on. And I think we can keep those other three um, at some point. Because they okay. eventually okay. – That was a good one. Eventually, Tyus Jones, he's not going to – he's literally not going to grow anymore. And so he's going to be def- more of a defensive liability as the years go on. So, no, Tyus can float on. So who, yeah. so who do you feel in at your backup point guard spot? I mean, that's the reason we – I would hope that we signed Anthony Melton um, for the years and – for the amount of money we, that we, we, we saw we saw the anthony melton playing point guard in the bubble i got i got an answer to that you make a trade for it i would love him after brought in frog in trade that's the perfect trade for me because he can start at the two and he also can be your backup point guard you need a player who can be that player tyus grayson uh well tyus is backup point guard but you need a you need a more you know, first they play with y'all, and you know, y'all get one. Get I, I think this would be. Yeah. I think this would be the perfect time to see. You know, to bring in a veteran. Like we, we, you look at the roster. We literally have every player, not even thirty. You know, Jonas being the oldest at twenty nine. Like this got to be a perfect time to bring a veteran. Out. I think you do so at the point guard position, especially with us trying to. You know, with even Jaws game trying to expand. You know, what I'm saying like he's gonna be his guy. But mentally, I think that's when we got to start preparing job, preparing job on how to be a better player. Like physically, oh, he gonna do it. Killing instinct, we've seen it all. But it's like that veteran point guard that like, all right, young bug. This, this kind of how you do. Boom, 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 boom. You know, what I'm saying just like, uh, let me see. When when D Wade was going through the run with with the Heat, the early like he had Jason Williams. You know, he had Gary Payton um, to help him out. So I'm not saying we go to that extent of finding a veteran point guard, but there is a veteran point guard out there who can come and, you know, use uh, Tyus Jones minutes who floater may not be as a one as Tyus Jones, but he can help and, and do some, and, uh, do some things for the minutes that we can give him. But uh, Kyle Anderson, this is one of those things where I see he hit it right on the head, 12 million, 13 million a season to be perfect for him. And I think that he's going to be someone to stay because not many people knows exactly who he is. Not people, not many people knows how he benefits the Grizzlies. Like, like I said, now this is not me being a Grizz fan. Like Kyle Anderson's game, like skyrocketed. Like he should have been on like the top three for most improved in my opinion. Like he was not doing this with the Spurs. He was not doing this last year with with you know with the Grizz. So I think once we see a better you know a better Kyle Anderson, of course give him a raise or something. But 12, 13 mil a season is somewhere um, I can see it. Of course we got to keep Grayson Allen, man. That's the homie. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the point guard free agent class. I don't think we want to bring in a veteran there. If That's we bring in a veteran, it's going to have to be somewhere else. 
That's why I said the American Brogdon trade would be. I was like, if you yeah, if you're gonna get a different backup point guard and ties, then probably look to get Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I, I would go with there. He could start the two and also be the backup. It just you need multiple player. Brogdon is somebody that is gonna get overpaid. Like somebody's gonna overpay Brogdon too. He's already paid. He's already paid. You have to trade him. Trade for him. That's true. That's true. I think at this point. Cause he got he got the bag when he went to Indiana. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's just be real. I don't, um, I don't like Memphis paying that bag. I think that's the point I'm trying to. I don't, I don't like Memphis paying that you know, bag. It, it depends on what you trade for him, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, I like it depending on what you can get for him. What kind of throw if it's balanced out or not? Is is is, is Michael Conley wanting to come back on a a very reduced contract? Nah, <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Man, I would love. I think the whole city would love that. Maybe, maybe that, that, would, that would be love, but nah, he still, he still, he still could start. Right, like right. Right. Still yeah. start. He, yeah, he can't back. start. He can't start. <laughs> yeah, he can't start with. That's too small. He can't start with yeah. Like for, that, for, that role, for that role to fill in for Tyus, and I'm just gonna go down the free agency class of the, who can f- possibly fill in. Looking at guys like Patty Mills. D Rose, even though D Rose going to get paid this offseason. Don't sleep on Patty Mills. Don't sleep on Patty Mills. I, I, I'm not. I'm just naming people. Uh, Patty Mills, D Rose. Is this uh, uh so is this this offseason or next one? Because Ty still got another year. Oh, this is uh this offseason. My bad. You you're right. Okay. Ty still has a, another year. My bad. My bad. Let me update this. Hey, Patty Mills won't be bad though. Especially y'all know how I feel about Pop. Like playing in Pop system. Come okay. here. Hey, it actually gets even worse. <laughs> it actually gets even worse. So you're looking at Goran Dragic, Ricky Rubio, Pat Bev, Corey Joseph, George Hill, um, yeah, Rondo. We need, com- we need that combo. Uh, that combo guard. <laughs> I mean, you naming, yeah. naming names that I'm thinking like in my head. They not bad for backup. Veteranship point guard for back for backup minutes, yeah. For backup minutes, yeah. yeah. They're not bad. I'm saying, yeah. I, well, just me personally, I prefer somebody who can. Yeah, give me Ricky Rubio. Rubio. Give me Ricky Rubio. Yeah, I'll I prefer somebody. I prefer somebody. Give me, give me, give me Drogic. You know, exactly. I'll take a lesson Drogic to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. They just depend mm-hmm. on how much you can, of course. But like, I'm it's saying, like, they're like they not I, bad. George Hill wouldn't be bad. How old will Drogic be next year? At least forty-seven. At least. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even bad. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Great episode, fellas. Great episode. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter. It, it's thirty-five number five mm. Uh, follow Greasy Bear Blues at SBN Greasy's, and listen to the other podcasts on network. The Three and D podcast, Core Four podcast, GPP Live, and the new, the Longview podcast. By Parker Fleming, who's a brand new podcast. Yep, shout out to Parker. Shout out to Parker as well. Just got engaged. Um, so, man, big shout out to I got Parker Fleming here at GBB. But uh, remember to follow me at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at the auto Trevor. You know how it is. You should know your grammar by now. But first letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's a preposition. Uh, Goran Dragic is really 47. It's really shitty. Uh, and let me say this about Goran Dragic, though. 
he was an all NBA player when he was with the Suns at least two decades ago, but passing it down to Tuka, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was playing with Steve Nash. He helped Steve Nash get the uh, MVPs. Burger gave the first like 27 and a quarter now. So let's, let's... <laughs> hey, MVP tragic on his way. <laughs> MVP tragic on his way, but that's your man at Tim Shakir. Make sure you hit us up. Hey, signing out, man. It's been it's been fun. Let's let's get this offseason going. Yep, yep. And if you want to know why the little big man reference came, he did take a picture with Triple J. And Triple J is a big man. He's tall. Man, he tall yeah. as hell. <laughs> and like, here's the thing, because like you know when you like kind of look up and like, dang, well, he tall as hell, and then he looked like Jaron Jackson. And honestly, like straight up the myth is part came to me. Like, first thing I said to him. But you look just like Jaron Jackson. in Phoenix. It's like <laughs> I didn't expect to see this man in Phoenix. Right. Like you Jaron Jackson looking. Why I got a vision? Why I got a vision of two checking three J? Right. I thought you picked him. I thought you were like, "What's up, buddy, Jerry Jackson?" This man looked like Jerry. I was like, "Hold on, bro. Your name Jerry." Oh man! All right, man. To this day, I'll follow, man. I miss a member today, Skyler and Skylito underscore Skylito on Twitter as well. But to next time, see y'all in two weeks. Peace. Hey, Grizz.